So, hello, welcome to the Mama Show. My name is Kyle. On the buttons, we've got Aslan. Yeah, hey. <laughs> and on the hot seat today, we have Carl Richard and Nick Bayard. Woo! Hello. Hey. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that was so boy band. Like, how, how did you how did you manage to do that in you like, honestly, how the fuck did you manage to do that in unison? That we, was amazing. We, we hang out with each other way too much. Yeah. 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 yeah too much. We have our periods in sync well, and everything. <laughs> it's getting that level. Not yet, well, is that why you've grown a beard and like you're starting to? No, I'm growing the must I'm not I'm just gonna stick with the mustache. Okay. It's uh yeah, I'm saying something. Okay. I don't know what. <laughs> but I love how none of you have said that no, we're not on our periods. Like I wasn't it wasn't a joke. It wasn't a joke. No. Yeah. Oh my god. No, we're going through we're going through cycles now. <laughs> Let, let's not okay, that was my bad. We shouldn't start the podcast on period jokes. That's uh, when... I don't know. Um I was speaking as actually I completely agree we shouldn't. Like seeing as none of us have had any I don't know. I don't have like, anything original to say about I it. I don't have anything original to say and I've had no experience and of it. Nobody so. wants our opinions and I was trying to use it as a man metaphor to just sort of say that me and Nick hang out a lot too yeah. much I think it's not it's not the best metaphor for it but it's, uh, there, there are worse as well there are worse we won't go into them here we're in like, sync I could have just mm. said that yeah you you know you like each other yeah yeah <laughs> that's, a, that's another way of putting it <laughs> So um, let's go back to basics. I've had, I've known you both individually and as not and kind of as a duo as well. But how did you guys meet? Uh, comedy, com- Reading Comedy Circuit, wasn't it? Yeah, I um, first met Carl at a barbecue, um, a comedian's barbecue, and then a comedian's we've... barbecue. Yeah, Rodder's barbecue, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, and then we've we've done. We've seen each other through the Reading Comedy Circuit, mm. and then we started running gigs mm. and uh, cross-promoting our stuff. Yeah, so we were cross-promoting our stuff uh, before lockdown, because um, I was running a gig uh, two doors down from Nick's anyway, and it just sort mm. of made sense. And then um, through we, lockdown and pandemic, we have merged. We infiltrated the, the Reading uh, Comedy uh, meetup group. Yes. How do you did. infiltrate a meetup group? Well, you ask the organizer to give you the right <laughs> to, to have host events. So, so you don't really infiltrate. You kind of politely, but please, can I do this? I, I like to say infiltrate. Uh, but um, yeah, and then I'd run a meetup to Carl's show and he'd run one to mine. Okay. And then, yeah, from then on, yeah, that's how it kind of. And that was sort of, that was, looking back at it now, that was laying the groundwork of what would then become uh, a business venture but mm. we didn't we did not know that at the time mm. Mm. so how has the reading comedy scene grown over the years well there's now this amazing comedy club <laughs> called mates rates comedy uh, who the fuck runs that uh, well <laughs> just a couple of guys a couple of guys yeah i do the promoting calls the the resident mc um that that's come up uh we we've gone from doing uh free shows and semi-pro shows so we were a show a semi-pro show on top of a restaurant and now it is a fully fledged pro comedy show with pro comedy club with two venues mm. uh looking to expand um you know who's been your favorite who's been your favorite comic headlining so far well 
we've only, we've <laughs> considering what we haven't done that many shows that feels unfair yeah it does feel unfair i just wanted to see how you'd wriggle out of this to be honest but you've done well cool. but yeah no, I, they've both been pretty good we had they we were had... both uh everyone's well so our first show was our present on bonjo mm. uh the second one harriet kemsley and our last one was jeff norcott he's a very nice man that's I I expected nothing less from him though to be fair. Mm. Like I listen to his podcast like almost not really well almost religiously and he comes across as just such a even though we may differ politically. He shows up in time. Shows up in time. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> better than most open mic. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's funny how when you're getting paid that you kind of feel like you need to show up. But Hey, what the fuck? Whatever. Um, but he just comes across. He really does just come across as like a really good, genuine dude. And he's a bloke. That's it. And he, his most of his views are the same as most. I think he has probably got the best named podcast. What most, what people, most people think. think. Yeah, that is spot on. Um, the, the, yeah, his uh, he's he's got the the views of most dads in the UK. Yeah. That's about and, um, or in my case, I think most uncles and <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, no serious because like when you come to Car- and you'll ask I think you can ask anyone of Caribbean descent or African descent that the majority of our relatives are right of persuasion because of where they came from mm. so they have more right wing views than say maybe maybe I have I'm not going to let them yeah. out here but yeah, they are. Gen- they do tend to be more right wing. So yeah. I do get where you're coming. I do get where you're yeah, coming yeah. from there. Um, are you saying that you have secret right wing views? Oh, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying I'm glad you didn't wear pink today. Let's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how do you think it's gonna? Gr- how do you think after everything that's happening right now that the Reading comedy scene is gonna grow? Um, well, it's, it's, I mean, the Reading comedy scene is in ascendancy. It's not just me and Carl. There's been a few mm. new comedy clubs that have set up and that I'm not going to name. Demo- you're going to demolish them, aren't you? They're, I don't think they stand much of a chance against me. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's nice to see them out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, you've got... You It's like good for trying, but... Fuck off in three months. Do you don't notice how like Nick can be way more cutting than I can because he says <laughs> things in a nicer way. Like, like that was just like, <laughs> dude, that's, that's that that's that ballroom dancing there. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but no, yeah, there's been. I mean, a lot of the shows that were. I mean, it's because of it's because of COVID basically. Mm. Um, a lot, you know, like semi-pro shows and open mics weren't yeah. viable. But what was viable is a pro show where you can tell everyone where they need to seat. So yeah, that a lot of them have come up and. Yeah, there's not there's not a single free show in Reading at the moment. That's a, every, that's good. At every show, someone's getting paid to do something, and we've been a big part of that, which we're quite proud of. Yeah, as it should be. As it, I'm I'm saying that as someone who co-hosts an open mic gig, but like, yeah, it kind of sh- it really should be. Mm. That way, people should be getting paid at this point. Maybe don't come to me to do that, but like, well, you know. yeah, but if you can build, if you've got a circuit yeah. like Reading that you you can yeah. you have a, you know, you can work together to make it good for everyone. That that's mm. kind of. And that. one of our plans is to, when things simmer down a bit, is to introduce introduce a semi-pro night. Yeah. Um, oh. Which will still be ticketed, but also we, you know, we're trying to make our own little circuit out okay. there. Um, we uh, we got to smash out these pro shows and get known um, uh, for guys who do professional shows good quality stuff yeah but also we do want to feed into the circuit 
as well we're um yeah we're trying to make a whole circuit within ourselves mm. it would be like genuine progression because yeah. it will you know you've got What's a lot that? Of well like well I mean, as in as in you know like there's the london act <laughs> but no, like, there'll be there'll be there'll be this semi-pro show and then there'll be like uh, you know good hopefully four or six mm. you know in the long term maybe yeah. not straight away but a good couple of, of pro shows attached to it so it shouldn't mm-hmm. be like it's quite it's quite exciting mm-hmm. um so you got not you not ju- you don't just do the com- you don't just do the, the comedy show you also do your own podcast like what is the what was the thought process behind doing it live compared compared to like this which is pre-recorded yeah, uh, I think I want to capture that. I like the idea of morning radio. Oh, so let me let me skip. Let me get let me get the right. Let me get the the title first. It's the um, the writers on uh, <laughs> Sunday morning right the Sunday morning writing session session with Nick Byard. Nick Byard. I've been on the show and I don't know. <laughs> I've forgotten the name. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's right. Uh, no, it's a very long name and and I've just started referring to it as the show because it's such a such a lot of words to say. But yeah, uh, we want to capture the sort of live feel of morning radio, but sort of mix it in with the sort of the style of an LA comedy podcast. That's right. Um, and so it's to sort of capture that. And then where it's on Twitch, you you can you've got an audience of people that are watch, looking for things to watch live. And then yeah. as you get more people, it gets bumped up. So it's quite uh, yeah, you know, you get the feedback from the audience and stuff like that. So it's quite an innovative platform, I think, to mm. do this sort of stuff on. That's right. Um, I feel like I have to apologise again. I do, I, I do, um, because I completely fucked up with my internet and stuff. So when I did come on the podcast, it was around about ten minutes, fifteen minutes. <laughs> well, Nick was a little bit worried about us like running a little bit late here, and then you know I was in the cabin. Thought, and, you know, oh, fuck him, he couldn't. Even <laughs> I did think that that was the kind of the case, like, but no, as a joke, I didn't think that. At all. No. I saw your face go like that. I was like, oh no, I didn't want to offend him. No, I didn't. No, no, no I didn't That's think that at all. But like, yeah. I'm glad you guys. We was only lay out a spike, man. We were <laughs> ten minutes. I'm a very spiteful man. <laughs> um, so why do you? Th- okay, so do you think that there's something to be said about watching and listening to things like in um, live, t- um, live compared to say watching, listening to things retrospective? Well, not retrospectively, but. Yeah, because the mistakes are so much better. Okay. So live and (laughs) our most watched video is. um, Are we allowed to swear on this? Yeah. I accidentally call. I accidentally introduced Liz Gutterbot by saying our next guest is a a a comedian. (laughs) There's a video of that. It's our most watched video. Go to the (laughs) Makes Rates Comedy YouTube page. Uh, It is the video. Like the one, the one at the top, because it is hilarious. Yeah, it is funny. She was. She. Our next guest is a. Cunt. Oh. <laughs> and then I tried, amazing. I tried to like pass it off, and Carl was like the the cat that got the cheese. Uh, like, dude, we can't pretend. You didn't know that. <laughs> you just called our first guest a cunt. They're like, we're not, we're not glazing over that. Yeah, that would just became what the episode was about. How did you get, how did you get out of that? I didn't. Oh great. <laughs> Everyone just took the mic out of me for an hour. Oh good. That's how these things go. Yeah. That is that is the magic of life. Yeah. <laughs> so. I uh, the reason I brought that up is because I obviously this is pre-recorded and I am someone who likes to binge watch and uh, binge watch things right mm. and so question what's the last thing you binge watched? Last thing I bit oh I'm absolutely obsessed with Anthony Bourdain at the moment. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, not so much his wife or his girlfriend though. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> <Duck>. um, <laughs> 
Yeah, the last thing I binge watched was uh, The Layover by Anthony Bourdain. Oh, okay. Um, mine was uh, the, the 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 hero one. Uh, Heroes. The Boys. The Boys. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that Amazon Prime shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, the reason I bring up binging is because I was I remember like being 16, 17, and we had this um, we had this thing called Home's Choice, and it had things like Four on Demand, Channel Four on Demand on it. And so I'd be going through like weird, like weird series and weird binges of like um, celebrity wife or whatever. Ah. And then after an episode had finished, there was an advert for some, like um, an advert for something which was coming up. And they said, "Do you want to just watch this thing?" And I said, "You know what? I'm just, I'm just here. I'm vegging now. I'm 16. No one's asking me to come out with them. Mm. I'm just gonna sit down and watch this." And that show happened to be the in between us. Mm. Ah, yeah. Nice. Okay. See, I'm a host. I know. Yeah. Segway. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. That's given it thought, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's it. So I, that was the first ever thing. I had no idea what it was, but that was the first ever thing I binge watched when oh. I was like 16, 17 years old. Um, so let's get on to that then, because that's a sitcom. It happens to be the sitcom that you guys have chosen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, ca- it sort of captures a moment in your youth, doesn't it? It does. Because I don't know, I don't know how old you are. I'm uh, thirty. You're a bit older than me. Am I? Yeah. How old are you? Uh, Twenty-eight. Oh, bless you. I know. <laughs> but uh, for how, me... old you, how old are you, Aslan? Um, how old do you think I am? I think. Like, oh, this is forty. Fun... Twenty-one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm 25. 25. Oh, wow. You got good skin, man. Well done. Yeah. Moisturise. Well yeah. <laughs> See, he's, and he's, brand, he's kind of brand new, so he's just getting moved into the fold. He's getting brought into the fold. Ah, uh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I like to bring I like to bring them in occasionally when they, you know. Um, you're sounding a bit groomy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to get the moisturised ones in. Are you okay? In. Yeah, yeah. One week, yes, two twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love how you tell me not to not to get it too dark and then you go and do this. What? <laughs> <laughs> Especially when we're, talk- when we're talking about a show about teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but yeah, it's written by Damon. Um, uh, Ian Morris and Damon Beasley and I think that from what I remember of them saying it was just they started writing it when they themselves were in their late late teens early 20s because they really they realized that we didn't have as Brit- as a British culture we didn't have something like an American pie mm-hmm. and I very much think that the in-betweeners is, is the British answer to American pie definitely apart, apart yeah. from it's more realistic yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. People so, live in like coldy sacks instead of those massive American houses. Well, and even the way they speak, they speak yeah. the way that we used to speak to each other at that age. Used to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not only things have moved on a bit, uh, but. <laughs> yeah, speak for yourself. Yeah. Uh, well, we maybe did, but that was, that was how me and my friends spoke to each other in Kent. Uh, in, oh. <laughs> my friends still talk about shagging my mum, so no, uh, I'm, I'm 100% with you there. Yeah, I, I was the kind of guy who, like, didn't want... Because I knew that the mum shagging jokes were coming. Yeah. Um, because my mum is a masseuse by trade. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I... Before that, before they'd say anything, yeah. I'd make the joke first. Uh, and yeah. so it wouldn't be as fun. Felt, Did you ever have a moment where they were like, why would you say that about your own mother? And then I was like, well, I knew you were thinking it. <laughs> you were thinking about it. And, and, and you were going to say it, were you not? And they was like, yeah, but... You shouldn't have said, yeah. Kyle, no one's thinking about shagging your mum, man. Stop talking about it. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's 
taking my moment. <laughs> it's like the Eminem approach, is it? The the, the eight mile, like, that, cuss that. yourself before anyone else can. That's it. Like, and that was my that was my final rap battle. Top top teen survival skills. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Um, so who would you say that you guys were? Because as I'm, as I'm, I'm, I'm Will. You will. Okay. I don't know. I'm either Jay or Neil. I think mm. some sort of weird hybrid between those two. Ah, okay. How about you, Aslan? Who do you think you'd be out of the three in between us, lads? I think it would be Will, just because I just always get into those awkward situations. Like, hold on, hold on, what, hold on. What awkward situations are we talking about here? This is interesting. Oh, <laughs> um, just put me on the spot there. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah. this like one yeah. of those Good honesty. Excellent. <laughs> um, Will's the funniest as well. Makes lots of valid points. He does. Yeah, I always agree with Will. You I'm heavily like, identify with Will. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People will be like, you're Will, and I'll be like, yes, I am. He's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that episode where they're trying to get uh, um, trying to get served in the pub. And he sort of makes, I think, as he goes, um, pint. It's quite a lot of liquid, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that, that the first time I'd ever thought about that, and I was like, no, he's actually bang on right. Yeah, yeah like you would, like you wouldn't. He, the, the best line in that was, you wouldn't drink a pint of orange squash, would you? You wouldn't. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like not well, not raw, undiluted orange squash. Mm. Maybe like if it's heavily diluted, but like raw, undiluted orange squash, you just wouldn't. And that's completely right. But no one thinks about that until now. No. It's British culture, mate. It is culture. Yeah. And Who do you identify with? I say I would have, as a teenager, I'd have said Jay. Mm. Ah. I've more evolved into Neil. <laughs> <laughs> what an evolution. <laughs> but I think with some Simon-esque qualities... Yeah. Does no one want to be Simon? No one wants like, to be Simon. No one wants to be the guy who's like, I love her, and I've done my hair. <laughs> We've all, uh, yeah. I think Simon, he's, he's the everyman of the group, though, isn't he? Because yeah. he, he does the most sort of stuff that most people can relate to. Well, he's the well, like fingering a girl in a disco at uh, a holiday. <laughs> no, that, that's Neil. That's that Neil? Neil? I thought it was yeah. Simon. No, ne- no, what Simon did is he got his, he got his cock and balls out. In front, um, to a girl, he thought that was wanted to have sex with him. Oh yeah! Oh my god! <laughs> exactly everyday stuff. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> he is the everyman. He's yeah. the everyman. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I think he was the kind of guy who would just say he was the audience. Yeah. Because you could, even though some people could relate to Will, I'm gonna you. Mm. Um, I think that he was just the voice, the sort of voice of reason. Mm. Yeah. And we all kind of had that friend who was there and would just say, right, let's look, let's let's stop for a second. You're being a dickhead. You're being dickheads. Mm. You're probably not going to stop being dickheads because I'm still calling you dickheads. But I do still need to say that you're being a dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. My favourite Simon bit is the uh, when he's, uh, he's he's trying to get laid and he can't get it up, right? <laughs> and he ends up punching. His <laughs> Why won't you, you work? work? <laughs> you work when I don't want you to work. Uh, I'm not uh, saying I've ever had any moments where I relate to that, but <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Um, I think my favourite episode. I think my favourite part in that particular episode is obviously the bonsai tree eating. Yeah, I was, was going to say, earlier, yeah. I said that was something I would yeah. do <laughs> to, to feel... Wait, I totally identified with that. Yeah, 
Um, you know, when you're at uni yeah. and it's at like uni, first like, year. Not, not like yesterday or anything like that. <laughs> no, no, now I'm really assured and happy with myself, as oh, you can all tell. Oh, good for you, good for you. I've done six months of therapy. Uh, <laughs> um, that's really? the, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, everyone look at me, six whole months. Wow, no. <laughs> but, um, no, I'm proud of you, man. Thank I'm you. Genuinely, like, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Let's see if we can undo it all now in the last half an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, one Christmas with my family will probably do that. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, just when you're really needy at uni and you'll do anything to make these people like yeah. you. And and then you get driven to the point of like I didn't eat a bonsai tree. I there was this thing in my first die where you had you had to put a fish on you at a nightclub. What? Oh what? And I put a fish on me. A fish is in like at a nightclub. They're like, oh, uh, hold on, hold on, wait, hold on. What a live fish? You mean a dead fish? Well, yeah, dead. dead yeah, that, no, no, no. Well, sense. seeing as it's been out of the water for a while, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Well, like, like an actual fish, not like, like a. Yeah, yeah. So it was. I and I, I'd not been to a nightclub before, so I was like, oh, if this this is what you do to impress people. <laughs> Uh, so there's this guy. So it was like first first night. Where, where, where was this? It's at Chester Uni at oh. a club called Roses, and they just one of the attractions they had was a guy with a fish, and there was the competition to see how far you'd go with the fish. So how far like, did you go with the? fish? I just had this fish on my stomach, and I didn't win because there was another guy later on in the night who got like fish guts all over him. But I, but I remember doing it, and then I remember just some Dutch guy going. Is this what English people do <laughs> to have fun on a night out? And I was just like, no, it's not. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> um, I ate a um, I ate a scorpion, which is at the bottom of a bottle of tequila, um, when I was with some new flat some new flatmates, and they were just like, who's gonna eat? Are you gonna eat? I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, yeah, I'll do Please it. like me. But then I think that's like something you kind of I kind of learned at school. And the if you make them laugh, they aren't gonna be a dick to you. Mm. Mm. Like in my school, you could be the weird, you couldn't be the weird kid that wasn't allowed, right? Um, but you could be the funny weird kid, because mm. mm. the funny weird kid is someone who is the someone who even though well, uh, you're you're the same age as me, so I imagine like right when we were at like Jackass was a massive thing. Oh, gee, mm. dude, it's one of my favorite shows. Yeah, and um, particularly the films. Um, but yeah, I definitely got a lot of clout by you. Sort of yeah, yeah. But you can be the weird kid, but if you're the weird kid, he bashes his head on. Oh, what did we do? Like I remember we <laughs> we drank piss. Like you sort of challenge each other to yeah. do these gross things, yeah. and then you get oh, yeah. a clout out of it because well, gnarly dude. You know what I mean, but um, really, you're just drinking piss. Yeah, um, it's funny. Like it's funny that that you say that, and then we now do for well, it's more than a hobby for you guys, and it's sort of more than a hobby for me. Like what we do outside of our normal job lives, mm. it's 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 kind of weird that we've had those kind of we've had those kind of experiences. Well, in in terms of stand up, yeah, mm. yeah. Well, yeah, it's um, uh, stand up only only destroys your soul. You don't actually yeah. have to hurt yourself physically. <laughs> you know. I think um, Simon Bird and Joe Thomas they came from the stand up world. Did they, yeah. or are they trying to go in, back into it? What's no, going on? With I that? think that they they came for, they initially because they joined they met together at uni, right? Right. And if they're listening, please feel free to correct me on this, right? <laughs> um, Ian Morris and Dima Beasley, again, if you're listening to this, hi, I love your shit. Please <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but they, I think they met at uni and they were either, they were definitely in the comedy society, yeah. either at Oxford or Cambridge, and they 
kind of did this yeah they came from a stand-up comedy background so right. they were i think they were potentially able to relate to their characters a lot and makes sense because it's a gag heavy show isn't it it's mm. like uh, it's boom 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 the writing it is boom boom the writing but yeah. also it's got some really sad moments yeah. yeah 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 like in the first couple of episodes it must have been like around about the third episode when Will goes on a date, well, Will goes on a date. This is in the first series. Will goes on a date and um, with Carly, with Carly. Yeah. Who's what's her name? Um, played by what's her name? She's big now. I don't know. Um, I don't know what her name is. It'll come to me. In a, it'll come to me. Like in a picture second. in the head. I know. Yeah. It's really annoying me. Um, it'll come to me in a sec. It'll come to me in a minute. But anyway, um, she um, she then goes on. She he tries to have sex with her. Doesn't really doesn't really play out how he wanted it to, mm. and she ends up going on the school dating show and basically not exactly him, her ruining his life, but like at that be, at that period in time that is ruining yeah. his life. Yeah, yeah, that's everything. Yeah, I think. Just, and then he go, and then he goes home to his mum. Yeah, and then he's just like, I'm so sad. I'm so sorry. That is... That's what it was like back then. That, yeah. is also, that, that is that there is a lot of pathos in that, but that is also hilarious. Like it is. <laughs> teenage heartbreak is is hilarious, mm. you know. 